I mean, it's fine if they're fishing for a compliment. What bothers me is when they like won't like, take a compliment. Won't take one. But actually, like, but not even they won't take it. They just get mad at you for complimenting them. Like I had this class the other day, and this woman was like. First, she told me that she didn't want to be there, and she wasn't going to have fun, and she was going to hate her painting. Like, at the Should beginning of the class. Did she pay for the class? Yeah. It was, yeah. like, $35. Uh-huh. What the heck? It yeah. was crazy. You pay for this class. Yeah. Just to tell you I fucking hate it. She was so <laughs> weird. And then, I, at one point, I went over there, and I was like, oh, so, like, how are you liking it? And she's like, my leaves are stupid. And I was like, okay. I was like, what don't you like about them? And she was like, I don't know. Can't you see? They're just stupid. And I was like... She writes the word stupid, like, really <laughs> tiny. Next to the leaf, stupid. <laughs> I should have done that. I should have done that. So I was like, do you think they're too small? And she was like, no, they're just stupid. And I was like, well, I don't know what stupid looks like, so I can't help you with that. And then this old, old woman who was sitting next to her was like, well, I know what stupid looks like. And the situation right here. She glanced at Bailey she, like, significantly. At like, I was like, are you calling me stupid? Like, what the fuck? Oh, man. They're just leaves. I get the whole thing. It's like when you're very critical of yourself. Like, I still am not very comfortable with compliments. But I will no longer tell you to, like, shut the fuck up and just tell me I'm an asshole. Or just, like, yeah. tell me I look really disgusting today. Because I'd much rather hear that than be, like, told something like, oh, you look really cute. But, I don't know. Self-hatred is not fun, but I get it. It's just, um Yeah. You can't hate yourself for hating yourself. But you gotta, like... Yeah. Just start to love yourself. Yeah. It's the only way. It's hard. Oh, it's definitely hard. I think you look really cute today. I think you look really cute. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Walked into that one. Uh... I like your you. slightly bent nose piercing. Oh, it's, it's an oval. It's 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 like it's like a shitty. It's like where'd you go? <laughs> Twenty dollar place. Mm. Cool. Walked into there you go. that like a little loop Oriental market, um, and I was like talking to the cashier. I was like, "Weird question. You know where to get a cheap piercing? Like real cheap? Well, like no. budget friendly piercing? It was cheap. You got what you paid for, I guess." I think it looks fine. I it looks great. It's it's only when you it's like. It's fucking oval. Yeah, it's but you can't oval. tell. You can't tell. And you also can't tell when, even when you can tell, you can't tell that it's not supposed to be an oval. Like I'm worried though because it doesn't connect all the way. That um. I mean, you should probably yeah, get that, a new that is a piece concern. of jewelry. See when it heals. Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna do a clap? What? Are we gonna do a clap when we do the? Intro. Yeah, we were going to. How do you do the intro? Are you like, hi, welcome to this is the. We will, we will, we will show you. All right, show. You me. want to do it now? Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Oliver. And I'm Jesse. And this is Survivor, Survivor Team Go. People's yeah, hands, slapped people's hands <laughs> with my eyes closed. Did it last night? Wow! Apparently two two different people. 
Excellent. Got, got really wasted last night. Double high oh five. Wasted double my high five. Friend Lillian. Um, high that's five. pretty impressive. Yeah. Sent me some pictures. Ooh. Um, so usually we start the podcast by like checking in. Yeah, we have check-ins. About how our week has our been. bi-weekly check-in. Bi-weekly check-ins. Yeah. Because we have a bi-weekly podcast. Because oh. we're bi-weekly, bi- bisexual, bi- we're bi-se- bi-weekly, bisexual, non-binary, bi... How many bicycles? Do you own bicycles? Bicycle we have owning. one bicycle. Well, Jesse's our guest this week. Welcome, Jesse. Welcome, Jesse. Hello, hello, shalom. Welcome to the, sur- welcome to the Survivor Island. Well, yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> island. It's taken this, forever. <laughs> we'll be doing many challenges. Yeah. With the and at the end... Torches. There will be a vote. And... Someone will be leaving the island. I'm not leaving the island. island. I'm sorry. I'm game. Like, I play a mean game. We'll see. (laughs) Did you (laughs) watch out? Not come here to make friends. (laughs) I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) here to win. (laughs) I'm here to make friends. Well, maybe you'll be the one voted off. (laughs) (laughs) Every week, Oliver is voted off. (laughs) So, how was your week, Jesse? Um, good and like weird and confusing, but that's my. Every week, I haven't worked all week, and I am someone that, like, I have to work. It's the only way that I'm not in my head constantly. I have to be doing something, otherwise I feel like I'm a piece of shit. Just because I'm not going to school, and I'm not, like, in a very settled career, and I'm 24 years old, and I'm not, like... In my mind, I'm trying to, like, redevelop passions because I spent years allowing myself to not do anything. Because mm-hmm. it was easier. Yeah. And I felt like that's what I deserved. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not having a second job and not making money like I need to, it's kind of like in my mind, I'm mentally like screaming. I'm like, ah! I'm also trying to like meet people. I've drank more since being in St. Louis, and I don't like that feeling because I. St. Louis will do that to you. Got past that a long time ago, but everyone tells me that like. Only place you can meet people is in a bar here. So well, that's not necessarily that's, true. There's some truth though to it, I think, from what I've heard around like South City, Hartford. I mean, it depends I mean, on who we, you want to meet. Maybe we should leave that in there. If you want to meet like the name of my young, attractive people, then you're probably gonna have to go to bars. It's like it's like uh it's like the queer community. You just have yeah, to go to the bars. Yeah, the queer community. The queer community is very like. Well, the lesbian community is like very not bars now. It's just like you have to know them already. I guess all the lesbian bars in St. Louis have closed down in the past yeah. couple of years. There's which is no like, lesbians. Why? No, there know. are lesbians, but there's no bar they lesbian bars. Everybody's meets on the internet. Why not make a lesbian bar? Make some money. Because everybody meets on the internet. Cocktails for lesbians. Because the lesbians always meet. On, well, there are there are lesbian bars that are like oh. Opening and then closing, or like lesbian nights. What about know. the Grove? I thought that was like more like gay, L- it's LGBT like the friendly, gentrified corporate neighborhood. It used to be the neighborhood. Really? It still is Cherokee kind of though. It's more like the neighborhood now. Huh. Well, I hear I still hear from like gay men that that the, the Grove, Grove is the neighborhood. The Grove has always been like the gay man's neighborhood. Not so much, like, if you're trans or lesbian or anything like that. That's um, a bummer. Yeah. But when I was, like, when I was in undergrad here in St. Louis, I, we always went out to the Grove. 
And it was like the gayberhood, but it was also like kind of the safer place to be straight and going to bars at. It's just like not, not worried quite... about getting raped. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. literally every time you go to Soulard, you're going to get assaulted. Like for 100%. Which Soulard? Soulard is like it's another. Yeah, it's more of like a the bros of St. Louis kind of place. That's where they're like Mar- St. Louis Mardi Gras in Soulard. Um, a coworker of ours lives in Soulard. But, like, all the times I've gone to, like, Molly's or all these sort of, like... Molly? These kind of, like, sports bars. I don't know, Molly. Well, I don't know anything. There's a big sports bar. I didn't go to college in St. Louis. I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know. All the times that I've been dragged to Soulard, uh... Like, I don't know. Not, like, assaulted, but, like... There was was always drunk guys that were, like, grabbing me and being like, Well, where are you going? I mean, that's assault. Well, nobody ever grabbed my That's head. still uncomfortable. It's still like, yeah. that's no, your body and that's yours. Yeah. It's no one else's. Shall harassed. we call it harassed? Yeah, I'll call it harassed. Before I moved out of here, how I got like acquainted with people. Because you're from I'm li- I'm, California. I'm originally born and raised for about 11, 12 years, California, Oakland, California. Yeah. And then moved around to like Which San Francisco, San Lorenzo. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Stupid expensive. Oakland yeah. is very ghettoish, but there's some cool places there. Yeah. Um, I hear it's the the lesbian suburb of San Francisco. Uh, different parts of it, yeah, yeah. Gaylord's Cafe. Um, kind of grew up in that Gaylord. for a little bit, and like favorite coffee shop. Uh, my babysitters were like two lesbians. That's cool. one of them didn't bathe. Like they didn't believe in bathing besides using baby wipes and like very grungy and like pierced everywhere Gross. and tatted and That's like. Cool. That's I was just that to me great. it was so intrigued and I was like yeah no it's great fuck yeah cool. I wish there had been more of that when we were kids. I think like, it just depends on the area. It's really repressed. Well, we grew up in well, uh, the suburbs and it's pretty repressed. Yes, yeah. we grew up in we're suburban hothouse flowers. Anyway, how was your week this week, Oliver? Oh, my week. I don't even remember what I did this week. I remember that uh, I ordered our pods so that we can move, and I talked to my mom, and I complained to my mom about a terrible doctor visit and sort of kind of like sideways told her that I had been maybe sexually abused as a child, and she didn't really react at all. Well, you went to that doctor, and the first thing he asked you was, were you sexually abused as a child? It was, Which is like, yeah, what doctor my asks history. you that? Like straight just out sort of like a normal blank. doctor. Normal doctor, not a therapist? Like a therapist, not no, like I a was, psychiatrist. I was just, just going a normal... for a first visit. He was going in to talk about his allergies. What? And his doctor was like, were you sexually abused as a child? He, he was, was like, this is me practicing to be a therapist. I he guess. Was, he was he like, was I, through... I ask that to every all of my patients Yeah, now. he said that. And I was like, why? So you can traumatize them? Is like, this, like, a social experience? No, I don't know. I think it's something about, like, maybe, like, the like the Me Too movement has, like, reached the medical fields, but it's being implemented really poorly. Yeah. Because I, I just got really upset and was like, I don't know, I've been thinking about it lately and the last couple of years and, like, maybe, and I, I don't, why are you asking this question? It would help me if I knew that. And like, then he was like, oh, okay. Well, he, moving on. He was it has like, nothing to like, do with your allergies. That's a shitty thing. He was really. Yeah. Oh, I had a few different things I was going through, but like we were establishing my medical history, and he was like, "And since you have had some problems with mental illness, I want to ask: Were you sexually abused as a child?" And I was like, "Uh, maybe, maybe." I didn't. For one thing, is but like, like also, why are you asking? I didn't know. Yeah. Also, get away from I me. Know. I don't know. Also, like, I don't know. 
I don't I know. feel like doctors, they're like, oh, you have mental problems. So and he was just very You don't have any real physical problems. They're all in your mind. He was obviously really, like, like, I got really uncomfortable and upset. And he got, he very obviously was very uncomfortable with me being uncomfortable and upset. Which, I mean, like, why are you asking that yeah. question if you're going to react that way? I feel like he way. just asks people that and then they're like, no, whether they have been or not. Because, of course, you're not going to, like, disclose to some old white man. I don't know. He didn't... That you don't know. He was very, He was also very dismissive of, like, most of the concerns that I brought up, but he did prescribe some allergy medicine. Yeah. I don't know. That was, weird. It has been helpful. But I'm never going back to that doctor. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that was horrible. Yeah. I don't know. That would make me mad. I'd be like, dude, you... Because honestly, like, that could trigger someone, like... And then you don't I mean, know the person. You come in yeah, there for very, your allergy I mean, meds. Not to be asked about, like, certain things that you're like, I'm trying not to think about that today. Like, I'm trying yeah. to get this done. It's very triggering for me. And yeah. I, like, am only sort of recently not... Um, we were talking about this earlier this evening. That I'm sort of in a very non-linear stage of, like, not being in denial about being sexually abused as a child, where I sometimes have been, like, being like, oh, was I? I don't know, sometimes. And then I'm like, oh, right, I, that thing that happened that where I was. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you block certain memories, and then sometimes they come Or back. I still remember it. Yep. Yeah, and then, and then you're just kind of like, yeah, like okay. I, I don't know, yeah. I just doesn't remember it for Everyone does that. Yeah. And then I thought it was a dream. Everybody's sexually abused as a child, right? I mean, we just don't don't talk about it. Yeah. It's fine. It's a lot of people, If you don't talk about it, it's Oh, it really is. It's weird. so many people. Yep. It's sad. It is sad. Yeah. My week was... How was your week? Terrible. Per usual. Poor Bailey. I know. My life is so hard. What happened? Nothing. I've just been, like, really, really stressed out. Some stuff happened. The first time I went to grad school... It was really like a horrible experience and yeah. terrifying and awful and like the worst, one of the worst years of my life of some like pretty bad years. And then I left after one year and now I'm going back. That's a different grad school and it's going to be better, but I don't know. It's scary and it's bringing up a lot of stuff for me. And our landlord at our current apartment is like threatening to evict us. I'm just like under a lot of stress. The boss at one of your jobs. It's also been, she's like, been like triggering, like abusive and triggering. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm just a fragile, delicate flower. I don't know. I've struggled like on and off with anorexia in my life. So my mom had it, has it. My older sister has it. So I don't know. It's very like, I'm so fat. Ugh. I have the way to not be fat anymore is to stop eating. So I was like on a kick where I'd lost like 60 pounds at one point. And I kept going to this doctor who was also, like, very obviously, like, struggling with anorexia. She was, like, really skinny. And mm-hmm. every time I went in to see her, she was, like, would talk about my weight every single time. And I was, like, trying to be, like, it's okay to eat. Like, I was trying really hard. I was, like, yeah. I really don't want to do this to myself. And I was, like, it's okay to be a little bit fat. It's okay to eat. It doesn't matter. It's not important. And then I would go in to see her, and she'd be, like, oh... Like, you've gained a couple of pounds. You're going to have to watch that. And I would, like, freak out and stop eating again. How old are you? Like, 22. It's really weird that you mentioned that. (laughs) Uh, Because I've had, you know, there's, like, symptoms of, like, 
you go through abuse or trauma or whatever it might be, everyone deals with it a certain way, but then if mm-hmm. you're constantly dealing with it, then you, like, you feel out of control, and it may not start as, like, a weight issue, but it start out, starts out as, like, a coping mechanism. Yeah. I struggle with an eating disorder, and I have for 12 years, but, like, it... Technically, if you think about it, I dealt with an eating disorder without realizing it was an eating disorder until I got older, even as a child, and I've always had body dysmorphic disorder. Um, Like, as, like, six and seven years old, I was comparing, like, my leg size to adult female legs and being like, it's too big. There's something wrong with me. Um, I was vegan for a year or two, and I got down to 95 pounds. And for my height, like, I still have pictures. How tall are you? I'm, like, 5'9 and a half, 5'10". Jesus and right. I was, like, walking around, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm too thin. But at the same time, I'm like, five more pounds would be nice. Yeah, that's how it... And it was, like, yeah. it became, like, this weird, like, how much can I lose? But it wasn't just dealing with anorexia. It was also dealing with, like, binging and purging to oh, where, yeah. like, I won't eat sometimes, and then I will also, like, get a bunch of food, eat it all in one sitting, puke it up, yeah. and feel, like, good for a moment, but then be like... Let's do that again, because I don't like feeling shit right now. Yeah. And you're just constantly feeling like shit. Yeah. Um, but I've done it for so long, and, like, not going to a doctor. Like, I, my thyroid's pretty much gone. Um, oh. I already have, like, a lot of, like, my stomach. Like, I can't, like, I have to take diuretics every day. Oh. Just to have, like, a yeah. normal movement. Yeah. Um... I also deal with, like, bad heart palpitations, so, like, there are moments, like, reason why I don't, didn't come last time is because, like, the heat was so bad that, like, yeah. I had already passed out that day earlier. Jesus. Um, it's, it's just, like, it's, like, uh, I've been in treatment centers, yeah. but because I don't make a lot of money, or my family didn't make a lot of money, you don't stay there long enough to get actual help yeah their main goal is like let's feed you and then by the end of it it's like we might give you a therapy session but we are also dealing with all these other ladies or dudes that are in there yeah so i get it like it fucking sucks um and it's like the weirdest kind of like it's nasty to talk about sometimes or it's nasty to like admit to someone and like i think that's why i'm like i used to hate people that were heavily addicted to drugs because it made me think of my mom and it would piss me off like even if you just smoked weed like I'd go on a tangent and be like you're a fucking like you're a piece Mm -hmm. of shit like because it would make me think of like all the things I went through because of like my mom's drug past but it was like it wasn't the weed it was all this other hard shit um but yeah no so it's like silent like nod of like shitty yeah fucking shitty it's really, it's really hard. I don't know. I was always like, just ten more pounds. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, no you tell yourself how, it's like, yeah. I'll be done. I'll be no done. No matter how thin you get, you're just like, it's always just like ten more pounds. Yeah. For me, it was. I was just like, just ten. I'll be skinny in just ten more pounds. You yeah. were really. I was really worried about you at one point. I mean, I don't think I was ever like dangerously thin. No, but I was really worried about you. I think it could have become a thing where it was dangerous. But at my skinniest weight, I'm, like, 5'6", and I was, like, 120. So I was never, like, in danger. 
But it's still in danger when you're not, like, feeding. You're, like, just, you may you not look so, in danger, you're still in danger. You seem so, like, unhappy skinny. Like, like uh, an unhappy kind of like, skinny. It's just... It, when it's the only thing you're thinking about. It's, like, all you think about is Oh, food. yeah. And I would, like, go to the grocery store, and I still, like, just, hate going to the grocery store. Because I would literally be, like, crying at, when I was at the grocery store. Yeah. I would, like, look at things that I wanted, and then I would be, like, God, you're such a fat pig. And just, like, the constant, like, putting yourself down... Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, like, constant. It's like there's this monster in your head that's just, like, always there, and it's like, only only fat pigs want cookies. Are you a fat fucking pig? Just, like... That inner dialogue is yeah. the worst thing, and it's, it's um, so weird. It's like, in reality, you know, the reality is like, this is all crazy shit. I'm telling myself, yeah. why am I thinking this? But at the same time, you're like... But you still think it. But I'm still going to choose the, sh- the shitty route for some weird reason. I, I still don't like going clothes shopping, but, um... It used to be the point of, like, when I was forced to go clothes shopping or forced to get new school clothes, like, I would sit and cry. Like, I would cry in the dressing room. Yeah. I couldn't look at myself. I still have a hard time, like, really looking at myself. I don't like pictures of myself. So, like, this whole, like, the things I showed you, uh, that was Lily, and, like, she kind of knows, but she'll do it randomly because, like, I don't like to pose for it. I don't like to look at it often because um, I'll sit there and dissect everything, and it's, like, my cheeks are swollen constantly because of my eating disorder. And it's like, I know what the fuck's going on. And then people around me are like, but you look so cute with, like, chunky cheeks. And it's like... Mm-hmm. I mean, your cheeks look like my cheeks. It's... it's but you just have chubby cheeks. But I just have... like It's kind of like a... It's, you're cute. You're really... Well... It's, it's so a you're weird, doing it right now. It's, it's like... People <laughs> don't, don't realize know. it, don't though. Know. Like, you, they think it's natural. So it's like, it's not natural. Like... Like, my face is normally narrow, narrow, mm-hmm. like, but, like, this is the shitty effect from, like, what I'm doing to myself, and, like, some days it's super puffy because I puked five times in a day. Um, I was always, like, just ten more pounds. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No you tell yourself, how, it's like, yeah. I'll be done, I'll be no done. No matter how thin you get, you're just, like, it's always just, like, ten more pounds. Yeah. For me, it was. I was just, like, just ten, I'll be skinny in just ten more you yeah. were really... I was really worried about you at one point. I mean, I don't think I was ever, like, dangerously thin. No, but I was really worried about you. I think it could have become a thing where it was dangerous. But at my skinniest weight, I'm, like, 5'6", and I was, like, 120. So I was never, like, in danger. But it's still in danger when you're not, like, feeding. You're, like... Just, didn't, you may you not look so, in danger, you're still in danger. You seem so, like, unhappy skinny. Like, like uh, an unhappy kind of like, skinny. It's just... It, when it's the only thing you're thinking about, it's, like, all you think about is Oh, food. yeah. And I would, like, go to the grocery store, and I still, like, just, hate going to the grocery store. Because I would literally be, like, crying at, when I was at the grocery store. Yeah. I would, like, look at things that I wanted, and then I would be, like, God, you're such a fat pig. And just, like, the constant, like, putting yourself down. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, like, constant. It's, like, there's this monster in your head that's just, like, always there. And it's, like, only, only fat pigs want cookies. Are you a fat fucking pig? Just, like... That inner dialogue is yeah. the worst thing, and it's it's um, so weird. It's like in reality, you know, the reality is like this is all crazy shit. I'm telling myself, yeah. why am I thinking this? But at the same time, you're like, but you still think it. But I'm still gonna choose the, sh- the shitty route for some weird reason. I I still don't like going clothes shopping, but um, it used to be the point of like when I was forced to go clothes shopping or forced to get new school clothes, like I would sit and cry, like I would cry in the dressing room. I couldn't look at myself. I still have a hard time, like, really looking at myself. I don't like pictures of myself. So, like, this whole, like, the things I showed you, 
Uh, that was Lily, and, like, she kind of knows, but she'll do it randomly because, like, I don't like to pose for it. I don't like to look at it often because um, I'll sit there and dissect everything, and it's, like, my cheeks are swollen constantly because of my eating disorder, and it's, like, I know what the fuck's going on, and then people around me are, like, but you look so cute with, like, chunky cheeks, and it's, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, your cheeks look like my cheeks. It's... it's We just have chubby cheeks. But I just have... Like it's kind of like a... It's, you're cute. You're really... Well... It's... it's so a you're weird, doing it right now. It's, it's like... People don't, <laughs> don't realize know. it, I though. Like, you, they think it's natural. So, it's like... It's not natural. Like... Like, my face is normally narrow. Narrow? Mm-hmm. Like... But, like, this is the shitty effect from, like, what I'm doing to myself. And, like... Some days it's super puffy because I... Puked five times in a day. Um... Maybe the second summer, one and a half summer, that I am like wearing. I'm like I'm gonna be a shorts person now. I oh, yeah. religiously wore pants, and I used to throw up. I didn't. I don't think that I. I don't struggle with the weight thing as much. It's not. It's like my dysmorphia is more gender dysphoria related, but. And I grew up mostly because um, if I threw up, if I was sick, then my parents would be less hard on me about other stuff, but... Yeah. Um, like a distraction? It would, yeah, it was of. like to get out of doing things. Mm-hmm. But I have different body image issues. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have a lot of sympathy. Like, I don't get it because I'm not you, but I do get it in the sense of, like, it's a shitty feeling to feel self-hate or feel uncomfortable in your own body but to imagine like if I'm like I'm a girl or a woman but I don't know how like that would really fuck with me even more having an eating disorder but then also feeling like no I'm not a lady but I'm I have this fucking lady body mm-hmm. and I'd much rather feel like well, this or look like this or I'd rather I try to tell my, remind myself that it's not a it's not a lady body it's a it's my body yeah and I'm not a, you know, I'm a, I, I am a man. Yeah. So it's a man's body, but um. Anorexia is really hard. <coughs> it's really hard because sometimes it's like I've met people who have recovered, but in a sense, it's like the reality of it. And like even doctors will tell you, like good ones will tell you, like you may recover, but you don't recover because it's something you deal with on a daily basis. It's food. It's your body. It's your image. It's how you see yourself. And, like, you're told, like, to readjust that thinking. And if you've been thinking that way for a very long time, it's so hard. so hard. Like, learning to love yourself. If you've hated yourself for a very long, long time, and then someone tells you, just, like, just love yourself. It's not hard. It's, like, Fuck you, man. Like, it is super fucking hard. So you end up forcing yourself to, like, think about other people's problems because it distracts you. And it's like, well, if I can't love myself, let me learn how to love everyone else around me. Because that's, yeah. like, something I can be good at. But you can't really love anybody if you can't love yourself. yourself. And it's so hard to, yeah. like, hear that sometimes because, like, but I feel like I can. But then I notice, like, any relationship I'm in, like, I've written poetry about this where I'm, like, Sometimes it's like, I'd much rather fucking choose my eating disorder. Like, I'd love to marry my eating disorder at my lowest points because it's like, it's easy. I know it. Like, it won't ever leave me. It's 
there, you know, but at the same time, it's fucking me over every single day, and it's, like, the worst feeling in the world, and you kind of have to, like, I don't know, if you don't have one, or if you do have one, but you don't tell anyone around, it's, I don't know, like, you told me, you said you could tell that your doctor lady had one, like, it's weird, like, you pick up on that shit, like, you can tell when other people are dealing with it just by, like, how they eat their food in front of you or, like, how they act around you sometimes. If you're very observant, it's kind of sad and you want to be, like, I'm here. I get it. But at the same time, you don't want to do that because well, you're, like, yeah, if people, I do that, you're going to get scared off. Or you might think... Or I'm might like, get mad. Yeah, they might be, people like... People get mad at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, and, I mean, I'm not talking about eating disorders because I... Anything, like anything that you can relate to. Like if you're a drug addict and then you point out to someone that they're a drug addict, they're going to look at you if they're not okay with it. And they're going to be like, what? We, I I mean, I see other people who are like, they're definitely being abused, like, or they have been abused and like, they might get mad at me if I make allusions to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, I'm like, oh, clearly bad things have happened to you. And they're like, nothing's bad ever has ever happened to me what are you talking about and yeah. then they get mad and defensive or I've had the best life of anyone I've ever known I mean I was like that for yeah. like she was <laughs> our whole like that we've known Bailey and I have known each other since we were like 11 and like I feel like the whole time she's been saying like I think that your parents are kind of shitty and I've been like no they're not they're they're great and then more recently I've been like oh maybe they're Kind of maybe they're ter- maybe they're terrible. Oh, this is why I feel so bad all the time. So I we just met earlier today. Yeah. And as soon as you got in the car, I was like, oh, she has anorexia. Oh, like as shit. soon as you saw, like oh, I just man. had to like look at your legs and then look at your face, and I was like, I don't it doesn't know. compare. Like when people are like, they'll see my face and then they'll like if I do show a little more skin, like. Initially, like, I think I'm a huge person, like, even, like, in yeah. this week or two. I mean, you like, always think you are. I definitely have put on, like, I don't even like to talk about certain things, because, like, I'll talk about it, but at the same time, I'm also, like, aware of, like, if I'm talking to another person with an eating disorder, it's, like, whatever I might be saying could possibly be a trigger, and that's, like, the worst feeling, because it's, like, I might be triggering another person, and it's, like, you don't want to do that to someone else, but at the same time, it's, like, how do I talk about this without it being a trigger and it's like even random people that I had a yeah. friend that like I was I made a huge salad one time and they made a comment about how huge the salad was and it was like perfectly normal nothing shitty on there that was gonna make me feel like shit and as soon as they said huge I instantly was like okay I don't feel like eating right now mm-hmm. like that was a trigger in that moment and it's like they don't know like people don't know that like simple things that to someone else is like normal it's not normal to, like, your thinking. But, yeah, no, like, um, face, body type, it's, like, I look at myself and I'm, like, oof. Like, my skin is shit because of it. Um, I've got makeup on right now, but, like, it's a lot of, like, it's done a lot of damage to my body. And I will be totally, like, upfront and be, like, yeah, I've done a lot of damage. But at the same time, I'm, like, I'm all right. I keep doing this for a little bit longer and then at the same time I like I feel it like I feel my body and it's like almost worrisome like I almost don't want to go to the doctor to have them check me out and be like yeah 
your internal organs are bleeding or like, ooh, if you do this a little bit longer, like, there's always that chance. I don't know if you've looked it up, but like, you can actually, like, from overeating in those moments, your stomach can explode. Yeah. And you can die from it, like, in an instant. And it's like, that's always in the back of my mind, or like, if you accidentally, like, swallow a toothbrush, which I came close to doing several times. Like, how do you explain that? Like, yeah. it's like, do you die? Or is it like, uh, like, hey, I just swallowed a toothbrush. Can you help me out? Can you take me to the hospital? And they're like, how the fuck did you swallow a toothbrush? Funny story. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things. Like, you can lose your teeth from it. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised I haven't lost my teeth from it. So, like, before I go to bed, I'm always severely dehydrated. Yeah. I have to drink, like, a, I have a 64-ounce bottle of water and drink it every time before I go to bed, and I chew gum constantly to keep, like, my mouth moistened. But I also have, like, um, anxiety, and it helps with that, too. But, yeah, no, it's a shitty thing. It's, I wish I could, like... I mean, I could get help if I wanted to, but it's not free. It's not cheap. And it's, like, part of me is, like, I'll just do it on my own when I'm ready, and it's, like, I've tried doing it on my own. And it ended up just me being another, like, another form of eating disorder. It was like, ooh, this is easy. I can eat but not eat. And lose weight? Cool. That's great. Um, I used to work out a shit ton. Yeah. Like, working out. I still like to work out. I don't work out anymore. I only walk everywhere because I know as soon as I pick it up, because it's very addictive, and I like the feeling from it, and I also like the results from it, and it's like replaces certain things um I'll end up doing it for like eight hours a day like I used to like do it in bed while I watch TV mm-hmm. before I go to bed uh I would take my scales to school with me and like I'd put weights in my backpack because it was a three-story class like three stories for the high school I'd wake up really early and work out and then I'd go to school and work out and all my classes were like gym classes so it was like weird like I don't know, it's just, it's a lot, and it, it's just, it's refreshing to talk to someone who's kind of dealt with it, or has dealt with it, or kind of gets it, or does get it, just because I can't talk to anyone about it, like, they'll ask if I'm, like, open, because I've, most workplaces I go to, I'm usually, like, if it works with food, I'm, like, just letting you know I have an eating disorder, like, I know you don't require me to tell you that, I'm letting you know that. In case things are weird or, like, I'm gone for, like, 30 minutes to an hour. Like, this is what I'm doing. Just letting you know. Um, but it's, you can't really explain it to people who don't get it. Because they look at you and they're like, you're like, fine, just eat. I don't even think there's, like, I don't know, I've had people that are like, well, what can I do for you? And it's like, the reality is, like, I don't know what you can do for me. Maybe, like don't say certain things about certain things when I am trying to get better and that's hard um or just be patient patience is key and realize like I may have one good day tomorrow I may have like the shittiest day and you may be very fucking confused it could be like I woke up and one thing set me off like it's like uh yeah it's like I don't know one one tiny piece of chocolate, and it's like, my life is over. Yeah. Um, for example, when I was vegan, 
I was 95 pounds, it got to the point where, like, I would get really satisfied from watching people eat, and, like, I, it would make me mad if you didn't finish your food. Like, it would make me mad. Like, I was a bitch. I was like, what the fuck didn't you eat that? Like, it's so good. Like, why aren't you eating that? Yeah. Or I would smell food a lot of times. Yeah. Or I'd make people food, and I'd be like, eat it all, please. I'm not eating any of it, but, like, you should eat it. Um, well, I've dealt with, like, suicidal thoughts and, like, just the idea of disappearing, like, not, not killing myself, but just disappearing, like, yeah. nice, like, it was a very romanticized thought from a very young age, um, I had, one night, I had a honey bun, and I had gained one pound, it was, so I was, like, 96 pounds, and one night, I had a honey bun, and I went off this vegan diet, because I had a honey bun, and I freaked out, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was, like, I'm never gonna get better. Like, I'm never, like, I'm just, I'm still fucking with myself hard. And I was like, you know, fuck it, like, I'm not even gonna waste my time puking this up. I'm tired. My body's tired. I don't have enough energy to even do that. Yeah. Um, so I went in and grabbed, like, my anxiety medication, and I had 60 pills, and I took all the pills, and I was like, cool, I'm gonna go to sleep now, because I'm tired. Um... I woke up because, like, I actually kind of, like, forgot I had taken that many, because in that instant, I was just, like, just tired of it all. Uh, woke up because the dream that I was having, normally dreams you can change things, or they change randomly. This dream was not changing. It was repeating over and over and over, and I was like, ooh, this feels really fucking weird. I woke up, went in the bathroom, freaked out, because I could hardly, like, stay in and out of consciousness. And my face had swollen up, and I was puffy, and I was like, oh, fuck, okay, yeah, okay, I took a shit ton of pills. Thought I'd just, like, tinker out, not wake up, be nice, you know, like, I don't really care what my family thinks, I don't got a lot to live for, I'm not living, like, to a full purpose, and it's like, they won't care, life's easier anyway. Um... That was not the case, I couldn't pick those pills up, and all I could think was, like, I don't like this feeling... This is a shitty feeling. If I am about to die, I don't want to die this way, so, like, I'm not ready. Tried to wake up my dad, and my dad was very, like, he's my stepdad, but he was also, like, he didn't know how to handle things, and he was also manipulative, and, like, it's a weird relationship with that. Um, but he, when I was younger, knew I had issues with those thoughts and told me that if I ever tried to kill myself, he would kill himself. Um... That's a really shitty thing to do to someone. <laughs> um, uh, this guy did that to me. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I don't, like, uh, It's not, because, like, he actually looked at me and started to cry, like, almost started to cry. And I was like, I've got to kill myself now. I've got to try and kill myself. And all I could think was, like, dude, fucking shut up. Take me to the hospital. Like, I need to get my stomach pumped. Yeah. Um, and he was like, all right, let's try and wake up your mom. My mom was pissed. She didn't care. She was just like, this is going to cost a shit ton of money. Um, I was in the hospital, and she looked at me. She was not worried. She was just kind of like, she called me a bitch, basically, in private, and was like, this is a lot of fucking money. I hope you know you're paying for this. And, like, even though I was in and out of consciousness, all I could think was like, cool. Thanks. That's great. Solid response. But uh, I shouldn't expect any difference. Um, took that whole charcoal thing, 
Uh, they didn't put my stomach. They didn't do that anymore. So I drank a charcoal drink. It still had to deal with like these gross feelings. And I had PTSD for like almost a week or two. Like when I came back from the hospital, I instantly cried and freaked out when I saw my room. Like I couldn't like go back in my bed. Like that feeling of those feelings overwhelmed me. And I was kind of like, I cannot sleep. Went walking. Um, I almost wanted to just stay in the hospital. Like, it's so, like, structured and nice. And it was like, oh, I'm not dealing with that shit. I'm just dealing with, like, my own thoughts. And, like, the nurses are nice. And, like, I kind of like getting my blood drawn every day. Um, but, yeah, no, like, uh, after that, it was weird. After that moment, I didn't, I've never wanted to, like, kill myself. After that, I've just always been, like, I need to figure my shit out. Because, like, life isn't that shitty. I'm just making it shitty. Like, I'm still... My therapist put it this way. is like, you're not in an abusive state anymore. You're out of that family hole. But you are still abusing yourself. You're not with living with abusers. But because you have gotten so used to being abused. And so used to feeling like that's what you deserve. That's part of the reason why you keep doing it to yourself. Because it's comforting. It's like, that's what you think. Like should be and I part of me was like like a light bulb went off and I was like fuck yeah 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 like that's a shitty thing like how do you like tell yourself like stop being an abuser like you are an abuser now but you're doing it to yourself like you're being that person like I'm not playing the victim card I don't like to be pitied I will not allow myself to sink to that anymore like I'm not lay down and roll over but at the same time I'm like walking around acting like everything's fine but I'm also being like a big cunt to myself and it's like oh that's cool just don't do it to anyone else I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I don't know you're like the most important person in your life oh yeah so. it, that's like it's like the reality of it's like you're number one, it's okay to be selfish, it's okay to, like, take care of yourself, but at the same time, it's like, how do I do that? And then people tell you how to do that, and you're like, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I've had my, when I was going to therapy, uh, she would give me these self-help books, and, like, one was, like, called The Narcissistic Family, and I read a couple pages into it, and I had to close it because it reminded me too much of certain things that I was not wanting to remember. And it was basically a look at, like, different families and how different people are being fucked over. And they don't realize it. And that's how, like, they become that shitty parent to their kids or yeah. this or that. Um, and another one was about uh, learning to, like, be your own parent when your parents weren't technically there for you, they're there for you, but they're not there for you. Um, the way a good parent should be. And I guess there's no, like, definition of, like, what a good parent is, because everyone's kind of a fucky human, so everyone fucks up in some kind of way. Um, but I couldn't even read those books, because in my mind I was like, I still have those books. I've had them for years. And, like, I'm like, one day I'll read those. Maybe. When I really want to, like, look into things, it's easier to, like, pretend. Bailey has a book. Have you read that book? Or do you do, like, Bailey kind of has, the same thing? Oh, I have... Bailey has several books. I have a lot of books. I don't know. I 
the books help and they don't help. I don't know. When I, I was when I was twenty four, I also like had my I'd had suicidal thoughts since I was like um, seven. I think was the earliest time I had suicidal thoughts because I was like really horribly abused as a child, and my dad started raping me when I was two, and my mom found me and him in the bathtub together when I was six. And she told me I was never going to take it on a bath with daddy ever again, but she didn't leave him. And she never left me alone with him ever again. Yeah. But, I mean, I still, li- like, lived with him until I was, like, 21, and I, like, went out and got a secret job and, you know, went to school, even though, like, went to college, even though they told me I couldn't go to college and that it was a waste of time or whatever. Yeah. Um, but even after I moved out, it was, like... He was always there, you know? Like, I would still smell him and stuff, and it's like you're gone, but you're not gone, you know? It was like I would have nightmares where I was, like, still in my bedroom, and he was banging on the door screaming at me. And I still have those dreams sometimes. I don't know. But when I was 24, I told my mom. I was like, uh, I know, like, Dad raped, raped me when I was a little kid, and I know that you know. And she, like, like slapped me and called me a liar. And I, like, put my fist through a plate glass window and fucked my hand all up. And um, then I went home. And, like, every day, basically, I would, like, look in the mirror and I would be like, are you going to kill yourself today? And then I would be like, no, not today. And then that day I went home after I told my mom, you know, I know that you know. And she was like, you're a liar. And I was like, are you going to kill yourself today? And I was just, like, looking at myself and I was like, yeah. So I, like, got out a razor blade and a bunch of Tylenol and, like, a bunch of American honey whiskey. And I, like, drank a whole bottle of whiskey. And I, like, blacked out before I took the Tylenol or before I did anything. But it was, like, I only woke up the next day and I, like, wasn't dead. And I was, like, well, that didn't happen. (laughs) And then that was just, like, it. I never, uh, I've had, like, suicidal ideation since then. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like, about a year ago, I, like, came really close to, like... Yeah. I, I, like, went on a road trip where I was just sort of, like, wandering around in the woods. You were trying to buy a gun. Well, I didn't... I was not trying to buy a gun. I went out into the woods. I didn't have a gun. I was scouting locations. You were on the phone with me, like... I was talking about... Looking for a gun on, like, Amazon or something. Okay, yeah. I was, look, I was looking online for guns, Which but I didn't I buy like, one. Just wait until I get there, and then you can kill yourself. And that's when he was like, if you kill yourself, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And I was like, well, well I'm not together. responsible for you. Um, that's, that's not fair. not but, what yeah. you said at the time. I don't know what I said at the time. I can't remember exactly. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so when I was 24, after my first, like suicide attempt or whatever. I mean, it wasn't the first time I'd ever tried to kill myself, but it was, I think, the closest I probably ever came. So I was pretty serious about it if I hadn't, like, blacked out. Because my plan was drink all the whiskey, then take all the pills, then you won't feel it when you cut your wrists. Um, So I only got as far as drink all the whiskey. But then I went back to my parents' house when I knew they were gone to get something. I don't remember what I was trying to get. It was, like, something that was at my parents' house, and I, like, waited until I knew they were gone. And I went went over there, and I knew where they kept their, like, key 
So I let myself in and it was like really upsetting and I was like crying and shaking and I went into my old bedroom and my dad had this like creepy shrine set up in my old bedroom with like pictures of me when I was a little girl like taped to the wall of my old bedroom oh my god and I like took all the pictures and I like went to rip them up and I like looked at the picture and I was like she doesn't deserve this like she doesn't deserve to be ripped up I don't know it was really sad and then I just took them all and put them in the glove box of my car and didn't look at them for years and years they just like and sometimes I would like be going through the glove box of my car and I would see it and I would get like really freaked out because I like could not look at pictures of myself Mostly as a kid, but, like, I don't know. Would it bring back those memories? I wouldn't bring them back. Because, like, I don't remember a lot of it. And, like, what I do remember, like, I pretty much, you know, come to terms with it. Yeah. You know? Um, As much as you can, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But, like, it was just, like, seeing... Because I'm really dissociated from myself as, like, a child. Like, if I do have memories, I, like, have memories of myself as an adult, like, standing in the room watching things happen to her. Like, I don't remember them from the perspective of, like, being a little girl. Yeah. So I just, like, couldn't even look at pictures of her, and I would get, like, really upset. And then... But that was, like... That was the thing that was sort of the turning point for me in, like, loving myself was... Like, I felt really guilty about wanting to rip that picture up. And then I thought I would burn it. And I don't know. But every time I thought about, like, destroying it, I was like, she doesn't deserve that. She never did anything wrong. I don't know. But she is me, you know? Yeah. So it's like, loving her was the first step to, like, being like, well, you can't... It's not her fault. She didn't do anything. She deserves to be loved. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, and this is, this is you and you didn't do anything and you deserve to be loved. And like, you can't do this to yourself anymore where you're like starving yourself or where you're like cutting yourself or where you're like telling yourself that you're so disgusting every day. Like, would you say that to her? You know, like I know people did those things to her and people said those things to her, but like, why are you doing it now? Shit, I'm sorry. You just remind me a lot of my therapist because, like, those are like the some of the same things. She'd be like, like, take a picture of yourself as a kid, and, like, actually look at it and be like, you know, like, does she deserve those things? Would you keep doing that? To, like, would you do that to some random kid? Mm-hmm. And like, no. Then why are you doing it to her? And it's like, fuck, man, you can't do that to me. Like, don't throw that shit my way. But then it's like, you're right. You're like, that's. That's good. I yeah. still have that block of, like, I know, like, what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm still choosing to do that because it's easier. Yeah. Because it's the only coping skill I've developed over the years because, I like, the one, like, the healthy coping skills I had when I first moved out to Springfield went out the window in a year. Yeah. Um, the development of a... My childhood, my mom was a heavy drug user of multiple different drugs, and her mom was a very heavy drug user. Her mom uh, was a really good painter and oil pastel person up in California, and she had, like, some of her work in museums, and she also had, like, a deal set up with Hallmark 
Um, but she chose to be with a really shitty human being that abused her. Mm-hmm. And she also chose, like, very heavy drugs to, like, numb whatever she was going through. Um, so, like, her talent and stuff, she let it slip through her fingers. And then my mom uh, dealt with abuse. Um, and also ran away at 15 and used heavy drugs to deal with her shit. Um, so when she had me, she wasn't able to take care of me, so she gave me right up to her mom. I don't call her grandma. Her name is Brenda. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda was homeless, and according to my mom, she did not realize this, which is bullshit. But, um, she was homeless. Uh... Ma, she took me in, and I lived with her till about, like, five or six. But during those years, I was physically and emotionally and sexually abused. Like, she sold me to people to get her drugs, like, in the back of cars. And, like, she would teach oh me how God. to, like, steal shit. And, like, so there's a part of me that, like, has, like, I'm very street savvy when it comes to certain things. And, like, that's cool. But, like, it's not cool. Like, it's very shitty. Um, a lot of those um, memories I've blocked out. Um, I've had therapists that are like, if you want to do that whole, like, um, hypnosis thing to help bring back some of that stuff, we can do that. And every time we were about to do it, I've had to, like, bounce. Yeah. Like, time for a new therapist. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. Um, just because living out in California, I'd wake up every night with nightmares. Um yeah. Uh, but how I got away from that situation, there was this lady named Mara, and I was at a BART station, and Mara recognized Brenda and instantly was like, ooh, I know who this lady is because I was best friends with your daughter, and I also know you're a shit human being, and I see, like, the condition this kid's in. She said all I had on was, like, a long shirt, and that was it. Like, no shoes, no underwear, no pants really scrungy looking kid she said my uh, stomach was kind of like pushed out and like my legs and everything were really tiny um she said I was very feral for a kid um which is funny in my mind but uh she took me in and started like babysitting me and finally was able to like take me away um Side note, which, again, funny story. She said the first time she took me into her home, I spit on her floor. And, like, like they couldn't take me into grocery stores for a little bit because anywhere they'd take me, I'd try to, like, you take food, food yeah. and, like, bounce. Um, she uh, raised me. Her and Sid raised me till about, like, 11 years old. But during that time, I got in contact with my actual, like, great-great-grandma, who was living in Ozark or Nixa and got in touch with her. She found out what her daughter was doing, did not know because every time she'd fly out to visit me, I guess she was visiting me as a kid and I didn't know this. Brenda would uh, squat in a house, a nice house and like have like things Mm. set up and make sure that I was in a nice outfit. But what she was doing was getting money from my, I call her grandma, instead of great-great-grandma, um, was getting money from her, not telling her what was going on. Um, and then she'd leave, and then everything that supposedly she was giving for me would be sold. Yeah. And then we'd, like, 
back on the streets or in a car. Um, I had experienced a lot of, like, drug encounters where, like, I had seen Brenda get, like, choked out and, like, threatened with a knife. And, like, we'd be in random places at random times. And I'd be very, like, cool, you know. One memory I remember is being in the back of a car and, like, a dude whipping his dick out and, like, me being confused and her being like, it's okay. You know, like, showing me what to do. And, like, I've blocked everything else after that. But, like, those, like, moments, um, it also confuses you sexually. Like, you become very, like, sexually promiscuous because you're like, oh, that feels nice. This shouldn't feel nice. This is weird as fuck. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Marin said I had spent, like, they put me into therapy right away. They could tell that I was a creative kid. They wanted me to be knowledgeable, but to grow as an adult. They knew. Um, Mara was very aware that, like, if you experience trauma as a child, you're kind of stunted mm-hmm. for a while um, for certain things. So her goal was not to allow that. Um, So every week we'd be hiking or we'd go to a different beach or we'd have different books or she was constantly teaching me things. Um, She'd pass me off to people that had different views. Like if you're a Buddhist or Catholic or Jewish. At that time I was like, I just want to fucking draw. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to go to church. (laughs) This is bullshit. But they didn't want me to, like, be influenced by them. They wanted me to discover things on myself, which I really appreciate to this day because I'm very open-minded to those things. I'm very curious. I'm like, ooh, cool. Tell me what you believe in. Um, But, yeah, no. um, Marin Sid showed me so much love and kindness that people, when I tell them, like, what I've gone through, they kind of look at me and they're like, why aren't you dead? Also, why are you a good person? Also, like, why aren't you doing shitty things also? Because usually that's what happens, or that's, like, the bystander. Most of the time, that's the bystander. You're the product of, like, what you grow in, like, nature versus nurture, and the reality is, is, like, if Marin said hadn't found me, I could be dead, or I could be, like, really fucked up, or really hooked on drugs, or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah, that is a possibility, but I don't know. At the same time, like, I don't know. One reason why I'm not a shitty person is because I hate my mom, and I know the type of person I don't want to be, and that is my mom. Um, Mara, one day I had asked her about, like, who's my mom? Who's my, who gave birth to me? I'd like to know. Um, She was like, all right, cool. I remember, specifically, she was buckling up my uh, overalls and kind of tugging on them, and I was like, kind of twitching around, I was like, hey, like, who's the lady that gave birth to me? She was like, all right, cool, I was waiting for you to ask me one day when you were ready. I know her, I've talked to her recently, she seems like she's doing better, would you like to meet her? And I was like, yes, please. Um, started visiting her every other weekend, and then it went to holidays every other holiday, and she had moved from California to St. Louis for a little bit. Um... But during that time, my mom fed me a lot of bullshit. But she, there were good signs. Like, I had a brother, a younger brother. I have two brothers. One brother is floating out somewhere that I've never met who also got, like, discarded. And for a small moment was living with me when I was living with Brenda and we were homeless. But somehow he was placed in a home and I wasn't. 
So I don't know what happened there. Like, I don't know if I was, like, hidden. And she was like, oh, we've only got one kid that you can take. Yeah. Not two. Um, but, yeah, no, she kept my younger brother. And I kind of initially became, like, a babysitter for her to do whatever. Or she'd, like, have me do all of her bullshit chores. Which I didn't mind doing because it was, like, cool. Like, let me try and impress you and... I just want to impress you, but I didn't feel connection. Like, it was always uneasy, off-putting. Um, she tried to take me away from Mart and Sid and when I had came out here one holiday, and I threw an absolute fit and, like, told her, I was like, you're not my mom. Like, I don't want to live with you. I don't mind seeing you, but you, I don't have a relationship with you. I've never had, like... I think there was, like, two pictures taken of us, and every time there's ever a picture... And, that we've been pictured together, it's always me looking, like, very, like, I don't want to be here, like, I don't like this lady, like, I just, I don't know. Um, well, anyway, fifth grade comes around, Mara's like, your mom's getting married, and you've got a sister on the way, and you've got a stepdad, and would you like to experience a year out there, so that way you can meet your sister, um, and if you don't like it, you can move back. The reason why this was brought up to me, which I didn't realize, was Mara and Sid were splitting up, and she didn't want to do that with me, because that, to me, was, like, definitely fucking crushed me, because whenever I'd hear them argue, I'd, like, put letters under their door of, like, like silly little jokes, and, like, oh, if I had pictures of them, I'd, like, where they're smiling, I'd, like, put it underneath them and be, like, here's a happy memory. Look at that. (laughs) Things are okay. Yeah. In the reality, they're two opposite people. Great people, but two opposite. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I was like, all right, cool. I'll do this year thing. I already know I'm coming back. Um, I don't cry very easily. I don't get attached. Um, I like to keep things at a distance because it's easier. Uh, she, when she dropped me off, she stayed a week out here. Uh, I cried like a little bitch. Uh, but I was like, okay, it's just a year. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to impress this fucking lady that I'm supposed to call mom. And for that year, uh, my mom, mom, uh, wouldn't allow me to call Mara and Sid mom and dad anymore. That's why I refer to them as uncle and cousin or aunt and uncle. It's weird, but I've gotten used to doing that, uh, She probably made the best grades I've ever made. I was, as soon as I was out here, though, she instantly put me on, like, depression meds and anxiety, not anxiety meds, uh, ADD meds. And she had put my brother on meds as soon as he could, like, walk around. Like, that was her form of, like, dope a kid up. But I did have depression, and I did have ADD, and, like, I was diagnosed with that, but, like, that was, she didn't want to deal with it. Like, that's her form of, like, cool. Um... My mom, because of drug use and, like, not being a parent, she also had a problem with Mara and was very jealous of Mara. Yeah. Because I chose her over her. Um, made her very upset, and she took it out on me, partially. Um, and she would tell me constantly that Mara was a shit person and never actually loved me and didn't really care about me and did all these shitty things. And, like, I'd have to, like, tell her, like, that's not true, that's not the case, like, you're a fucking liar kind of thing. Um, but she knew, like, you wanted to, like, really hurt me, that was, like, the one person to, like... Yeah. Um, 
But she was violent and angry, and she had problems with herself. Uh, if I lost weight, she would comment on it, yeah. and she would take me off my meds right away and be like, you're too skinny, or uh, my eyebrows uh, are naturally bushy, and she had pointed out and said I had man brows, and so I allowed her to tweeze them in fifth grade because I thought that would make her like me. And it just caused me to constantly keep tweezing them because I was like, this is the only way she'll think I'm pretty. This is the only way she'll like me. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, my mom uh, was very violent. Like, if I broke a plate on accident from doing dishes, I got whipped 40 times. And my stepdad, like, helped take turns. Like, there was a moment where my stepdad's mind switched where he realized, oh, fuck, this is abuse. Um... But they would take turns, and I would sit there over a plate. Or if I looked at her food wrong, she'd sit there and, like, demolish me. I used to be really into art. Like, I was, like, art was my thing. Like, growing up, I was told, like, you're either going to do art, you're going to do something, like, creative, or do something in writing. Because, like, you're fucking good at it. Um, And I was like, cool. Fuck yeah. Um, And it made me happy. My mom, as soon as I moved out here, told me I was nothing. I had no worth, no substance. That art was bullshit. That writing was bullshit. I'd never make any money out of it. No one would like it. Um, uh, She's like being told you're a whore because you like look at a dude. Um, Or if you talk to a dude constantly. Uh, My mom, a lot of my body issues also come from my mom. thinking I was fat, uh, you know, when you eat, sometimes your stomach's a little bloated. I had walked out after eating, and she looked at me and was like, are you pregnant? Like, like, extra serious? Like, and, like, thinking, I was like, looked at me and was like, what the fuck? I, I didn't say what the fuck, but I, like, was like, no, I just ate. Like, I wanted to be like, you're a fucking whale. Like, I had a meal. Like, get over it. But at the same time, it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was very submissive towards my mom um, because I was scared shitless of her. You know that weird, like, twitch you develop if you've been abused and you become jumpy? Yeah, I had that for a very long time. Um, You could look at her wrong and she'd slap you. Uh, She pulled me out of school several times just to clean the house, like all of the house, over and over and over. And if it wasn't good enough, she'd have me do it again. I was not allowed to talk to people outside of school. I was not allowed to hang out with people outside of school anymore. Um, I became, like, my brother and sister's, like, parent. So she could sit and, like, zone out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And not talk to anyone. Um, she... There was a moment, I think one of my grades was bad. And, like, again, I don't have, like, a lot of self, like... Like, I'm very self-loathing and, like, do not like myself. The one thing I did like at the time was my hair, and it was very long and pretty and wavy, and, like, I'd braid it sometimes. And she knew that was the one thing I liked about myself, so she thought, like, oh, okay, your grade is not perfect. Um, You can't braid your hair tonight. You can't do this. I'm grounding you off of that. And I was like, all right, fine. I get it. I won't do it. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'll wait till you're asleep, and I'll do it. She set her alarm to wake up to check to see if I did it, pulled me out of bed by my hair, ripped me out, pulled me into the hallway and started beating the shit out of me with her, like, fists and stuff. My stepdad woke up and he, like, I think that was the moment where he was like, oh, shit, like, 
this is abuse. Like, you're crazy. Um, and grabbed her by her hair and I was like, you, you can't do this anymore. Like, you can't. And she looked at him and was like, got really pissed and was like, almost went to like fucking punch him in the face. And he, you know, was like, no, you seriously can't do this anymore. Like, you're done. Like, you're doing a shit ton of damage to this girl. And like, yes, I've contributed, but like, it's done. It's got to be done. So my mom had pulled back a little bit on the abuse because my she knew my dad. Like, she pulled back on it when my dad was home. My dad worked night shifts. Um, so after school, like, at school, I'm fine. As soon as I come home, my dad's getting ready to leave, and it was like, cool, now I have to deal with this lady. She was still very abusive, but, like, she knew where to hit it really well. So, like, I'd have bruises like all up and down my body but you couldn't see it yeah and like I didn't think it was abuse because I was like I deserve this I've been a shit human I broke a plate or the dishes weren't perfectly cleaned or like I rolled my eyes or I looked at our food too long um or I just didn't do good enough on this um but it came to a point where I was like I started just accepting it and it was like I stopped caring about school I stopped caring about art I stopped taking art classes I stopped doing all of that and I would just sit and look at my paper and I'd just be like there's no fucking point like I'd much rather be asleep and I'd sleep for hours and hours and days and it's like you waste all that time and then you're older and you're out of high school and you're kind of like what the fuck was I doing oh I know why but like fuck like I could be I could be doing something now if I hadn't have been doing that um, but yeah, no, uh, eating disorder developed very young because that was the one thing I could control. Um, I s- my grandma, funny thing, knew I had an eating disorder before I knew I had an eating disorder before it, like, really developed, like, hard and heavy. She told everyone that she was like, she's got a binge eating disorder. And I'd look at my grandma and was like, no, I don't. Like, I'm fine. I'm just eating normal. And she's like, you just had a meal and then you just took 12, like, several large Pringle cans to the other room and ate them all in, like, five minutes and came back for more food. And I was like, I'm a growing kid. Like, at that time, I wasn't, like, puking, and I also wasn't, like, gaining weight because I was also not eating for several days. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, self-harm and all of that. There's, like, scars and stuff, but I would do it, like, not in the typical... It was just, like, if I got scratched, it was, like, oh, what scratched me? All right, let me keep doing that over and over, and it was, like, a weird, like, Mm -hmm. this is a nice feeling. It's not a nice feeling, but it's distracting me right now. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, my mom being abusive and going through that was shitty. A really messed up thing that ended up happening was uh, my I don't like talking about it because it's weird. I am best friends with my stepdad. But there was, like, a slight moment of, like, sexual but not sexual abuse. Things that, like, I had talked about the first time I had gone into treatment and was very conflicted about and, like, kind of told my therapist about. And I was like, I feel really weird about this because, like, this is the only person keeping my mom away from me. And, like confronting someone or like breaking that it's like then my mom is like completely leashed to do whatever the fuck she wants to me 
Um, my dad had, uh, like, there was moments of, like, I don't know, like, undressing and, like, seeing my body and, um, saying weird, crude things. There was a moment where he had, like, because he found out my eating disorder was really bad, he would, like, come up with, like, weird, bizarre things of, like, okay, well, if you do this today, I'm gonna, well, we'll I'll do that to you. And one of those things was, like, for instance, like, pulling out my tampon or shoving a tampon in me when I wasn't on my period. And me being, like, uncomfortable, but, like, okay, cool, like, we could do that as a punishment. Maybe I won't have an eating disorder because of that. No, like, it just makes things worse because I feel really gross and uncomfortable. And then also my mom was telling me because their marriage was, like, shitty that it was my fault and she would hear I would always hear that um that it was uh she would tell my dad he was like oh you might as well just fucking fuck her and you know like you know be in a relationship with her and like you spend all this time with her and like I'm hearing this and it's like I feel already gross because I've dealt with kind of shit like this as a kid and now I'm hearing it now and then I'm kind of also dealing with it now but telling myself everything's okay because it's like technically it's okay he's not like doing anything like inside me but he's doing stuff to me but I'm making it sound okay because it's like you're the only person sticking up for me in a sense yeah um but it's a very gross feeling and I actually don't tell people that like at all um I had confronted him when I had gotten back from uh my first treatment experience She's having a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, was basically, like, didn't know how to word it, but I, like, told him, I was like, I need you to not touch me anymore. Like, I need you to not put your hands on me. And, like, I looked at him, and I was very seriously, like, like kind of, like, what you're doing is, like, sexual abuse. Like, me sitting on your lap or um, when I'm, like, 15, 16 years old and, like, kissing and all these weird things and, like, these weird, like, punishments that are yeah. supposed to deter me from this or like this is sexual abuse without like that but in that sense and it's like this makes me feel very uncomfortable it makes me feel gross and I was like I don't think you realize what you're doing is that maybe you do realize it but like this needs to stop um and he had instantly like got offended and defensive and like I'm not doing that like what blah 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 I'm like whatever um and then a week later he comes to me and he's like yeah I know that what I was doing was really gross and wrong like you're right like I wasn't even thinking of it like that and then like it was weird but like in the back of my mind I'm like cool so like we're not gonna do that anymore because I can't get better if you're doing this because that's feeding a huge chunk into it because I feel fucking gross um, so that did stop, but, like, it's weird. Like, I don't, like, it's something I don't think about, because, like, a normal person would be, like, fucking pissed and be, like, yeah, you're not in my life anymore. You don't have to be in my life anymore. And the other part of me is, like, it's, like, where you, like, ah, what's that word? Like, someone kidnaps you, but then Stop you make it. Syndrome. Yeah, you make, yeah. you know. So, like, I'm, like, good friends with my dad. Like, I still am, like, love you, dad, and, like, blah, 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 and, like, try not to think about those things, but then sometimes it's, like, those things pop back into my head, and, like, yeah, you did that. 
but yet I'm pretending like everything's okay. But I won't forgive my mom. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. Um, it's a very gross and uncomfortable thing for me. And that's probably why, like, probably still plays into my eating disorder that I don't think plays into my eating disorder and I like to think about other things. But, yeah, no, that's uh, one of those things. Uh, I thought that my dad was my best friend. It's the grossest feeling. Because I mean, the, thing, the thing is that, is that they, they do love you. Like, they do. Yeah. And that's why they're doing it. And that's, like, part of a lot of pedophiles, I think. Like, this is something we've talked about before on the podcast and, like, with each other, is, like, this... Like, I think a lot of men and women, too, because I think it's underreported women, but, like, they get their, their wires crossed somehow. And, like, they, they feel, like, love, like, parental love. But they don't... Any love they feel, they only know, like, sexual love. Somehow. I don't know. Because I know, like, for a fact, I know my dad, like, would die for me. Like, he loves me more than, like, anything, maybe, in his life. Definitely more than himself, you know? Like, but it's like, he still raped me when I was two. Yeah. I don't know. And he could be the best person or he could be the worst person. And that's, like, the trap. That's how they keep you. Is he very manipulative and yeah. like good at like making you feel like shit? Yeah. And everything is always your fault. And yeah. he, is, he he used to tell me that he was the only person who would ever love me because I was so disgusting. But he was such a good person that he would keep loving me despite that. And he was definitely the reason that I had an eating eating disorder. He would always tell me how fat I was, and I remember one time he was like, "You're spilling out of your jeans there," and I was like, "Just leave me alone." And he was like, go get on the scale. And I was like, no, I'm not getting on the scale anymore. And he, like, like bodily picked me up and dragged me into the bathroom and made me stand on the scale. And I was 15 years old, and I weighed 156 pounds. And that was the only thing he said to me for three days. He just said 156 pounds. Like, if I said something, he would just scream 156 pounds. And that was, like, my name. He would be like, 156 pounds? Get in here, 156 pounds. You gotta get those people out of your life, man. <laughs> oh my god. You gotta get them out of your life. It's, it's the only way. Yeah, it's so, like, um, man, it's like, if you already feel that way, like, you're saying that shit to yourself, but then to have, like, a parent, it's like. Well, I wasn't saying it to myself, and then I started saying it to myself. Yeah. You know? Because they get in your head. Like, he's always with me, no matter where I am. Yeah. You know? Do you ever, like, I don't know um, if I accidentally feel like I've seen my mom or seen even my dad sometimes, but, like, if I feel like I've... My mom used to come into the shop up in Springfield and, like, just seeing the back of her, thinking I saw the back of her would make me, like, freeze. Like, I just get, like, very uneasy. Like, I don't, like... I don't like family holidays. I don't like seeing her. I don't, like... She's very fake. And she'll be very nice to me in front of my family and be, like loving and like um she's so good at it like she knows what will like freak me out because she knows I'm like I have a lot of issues with myself that one year uh she had written me a birthday card last minute and things she doesn't ever say to me she wrote it down and was like you're beautiful you're smart you're this you're worthy you're creative you've got talent I love you blah 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 and she told me to read it out loud in front of everyone 
and these were I am statements and these I am statements were things that I had to practice after treatment and which I hate doing but like in the reality they kind of help sometimes um instantly made me like tear up because it was like I don't hear this shit from you ever yeah. and like I know this is bullshit like you're doing this on purpose because you want to look like a great person yeah and it was like so fucky that I was just like Um, I don't know, I started standing up for myself when I was, like, 17, um, but it, to the point of, like, we almost got into, like, fistfights, like, I really wanted to, like, fucking kill her, <laughs> um, and I did, for a while there, it came to a point before that, I was, like, I wanted to understand her, I was, like, maybe if I understand you... I can accept you and learn to love you because, like, you weren't born this way. Like, you are also a product of, like, where you came from and shit. And it's, like, maybe if I understand you, you'll become a little softer or it'll be easier for me to take the shit that you're giving me. That was not the case. She wouldn't, like, open up or anything or she'd give me a little bit. Um, You, you know, you had confronted your mom about it and her telling you that you were, like, a liar. Mm -hmm. I had was deflecting being accused of having an eating disorder but at the same time it like I have a bad habit of like holding things in and about every month I'd blow up and like all this Mm -hmm. shit would come out um well my mom like I was feeling really antsy and like my mom had just got McDonald's and I hated I hate McDonald's but like at that moment I really hated McDonald's it smelled like puke and shit to me and I just I would pat all the grease down and wipe, like, I'd wash the fries to get the salt off in my mind because it would make it better. Um, I had a fry and it was freaking me out and I, like, wanted to shower really badly because that's where I would do it and the noise and turn the radio up really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, like, called me out and it was like, why are you feeling antsy, you know? Like, so you, you're going to go puke or something? And, like, I instantly... Yeah like not in a very good mood because if I'm not able to go do what I want to do in that moment I become kind of aggravated um I turned to her and I was like I don't have a fucking eating disorder I don't remember how and what how it happened but like I started yelling at her and I started accusing her of all the things that she had done and like just telling you to admit to it and telling her like how much she was a shit person and then I like got so angry that I took both McDonald's sandwiches went in the living room and like my brother and sister were there and my father was sitting down on the couch and I like looked at it and it was like you want to know what I think of your food and you and this shitty place like here's a great metaphor and I took the sandwich unwrapped it and just put it in like threw it on the ground and took my foot and just smeared it in the floor and I was like that's what the fuck I think of you and everything you've done um and then the only picture that we did have at the time that I had given to her on a Mother's Day because I would try and, like, be bullshitty because I thought maybe that might warm her up towards me. I took it, cut it in half, and I burned it in front of her. And then I took all, like... Again, I was really upset. I took all, like, a, a good amount of the pictures that I had, threw them in the trash, and lit it on fire, and she, like, freaked out. Not course very dramatic took an alarm clock and like started smashing it against the wall because I was so angry and I was like I just fucking hate this place and I hate you and like you don't get it and you don't understand it and you're sitting here telling me I'm crazy it's like 
Like, I have scars from you. Like, yeah. Like, I've gone to birthday parties because I had gotten switched and told, like, well, if they ask about it, just tell them what you did. They'd, they'll agree. Like, you deserved it. And, like, everyone is like, tells you, like, no, you don't deserve it. Like, that's abuse. And, like, you and you're, like, bleeding or something on the side from a fresh wound. And you're like, cool, thanks, great. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, I spent a month away from that place because I couldn't deal with it. I just wanted, like, I knew, like, her even admitting to it wasn't going to erase what she did. But it was like, thank you, you're acknowledging you're a shit human and I'm not crazy and she wouldn't do that. And my therapist was like, you're not going to get the answer you want from your mom. You never will. Like, there is no relationship that will be built there. Like, no. No. If there was going to be, she would have tried a long time ago. Like, there's not. No. You know. And it was hard. And she was like, in this moment, when you go back to that place, because you can't stay with your grandma the whole time. Like, and I couldn't. I wanted to, but I couldn't. My grandma lived really far away from my school. And I was like, I can't do that to my grandma. Um... I uh, went in, and my therapist was like, you can ask her. More than likely, she's going to tell you the same thing. But in that moment, instead of getting really angry and freaking out, focus, like, on, like, one thing and focus on, like, where you are and, like, how you're sitting and your breathing and stuff. And I, like, I did that, and it was just, like, a weird, like, (sighs) okay, all right. This is, from that moment, like, the most I've ever said to my mom, even when I lived, like, I didn't move out till very recent, like, the last year or so, um, when they finally divorced, and it was easy for me to, like, bounce, but before that, I was, like, giving them all my money, giving them my paychecks, like, helping raise them, and helping raise my siblings, and, like, yeah, no, it wasn't a good situation, um, but yeah, now uh, my mom and I, most words would be like, when are you moving out? She'd say that, but then be like, where's my fucking money? Where's yeah. your check? And it's like, I can't move out if I can't save my shit, you know? Um, she'd be like, cool, maybe next week. Maybe. And like, we're in debt. We're in debt because of you. Like, everything was because of me. And it was like, she was making about $7,800 a week. Um... So it's kind of like, how are we in debt? Like, I know we're poor, but, like, we're not that poor if you're taking home that much money and, like, my dad's taking home 400 a week. Like, you're making good money together. Like, enough to survive on, like... Yeah. You're in debt because you're blowing your money on whatever it is. And what she was doing was she was taking my paychecks and saving them up because she was going to move out and my dad and her were going to get a divorce. And then after she left, my dad used my checks to, like, help pay rent for the house. But, I don't know, I'm bad at, like, explaining the things I've gone through because it's one story leads to another, and it's like I backtrack and I go forward, and it's hard because it's, like, a big jumbled mess. I think you're done really a good great at job. it. No. Oh, okay. You've done a great job. Cool. It's just sometimes it's a lot, and it's like I am giving you, like, certain, like, I like to call it, like, the icing, because to go into details, like, we could stay here all night, and then, like, I'm sure you could go into details, yeah. and, like, I'd love to hear your story, and it's, like, it's, a, it's like, a good thing to, like, process with other people, but at the same time, it's, like, you process so much, like, if you would have asked me to done this, like, I don't know, five years ago, I would have been, like, ha sure, why not now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. 
Yeah. I don't know. It was really brave what you did. Yeah. It's still, I don't know, that's why I'm like, I'm 24. I don't know how to drive a fucking car because my parents, they wouldn't allow me to like take oh, driver's yeah. ed or drive class. I couldn't drive until I was 24. Our friends had mm-hmm. to teach Bailey. Yeah. I, I didn't, I'm a bad driver. I don't drive now. Yeah. I used to, but I don't know. Yeah, all my friends had to teach me how to drive. Did your parents like kind of like really the same thing kind of, or was it like she a... She wasn't allowed to have like independence at all. Oh yeah, I was never like... It was always, it's kind of, it's pretty similar, honestly, to what you're describing. Like, everything was always my fault. Um, my dad was telling me to get a job when I was six, and I would be like, I can't get a job. I, it's illegal for six-year-olds to have a job. Like, I remember one time when I was eight, he would tell me to go uh, knock on doors and ask if anybody wanted a little bitch. So he would be like, get out of this house, and then he'd lock me out at, like, 9 o'clock at night. And he would be like, you need to go, and every door you see, you need to go up to that door and knock on that door and ask them if they want a little bitch, because we don't want you anymore. Like, that kind of shit. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. And then, but they never let me have a job. Like, even though he was always giving me shit about not having a job, like, my brother had to have a job when he was 15. He had to, like, go get the special permit to get a job under the age of 16 or whatever. Yeah. But I would be like, well, can I go get a job? And they would be like, no, your grades will slip. And I was like, my grades are better than my brother's grades. And they are like, no, your grades will slip. And then when I was going to go to college, they were like, oh, it was always my dad, like my mom. I don't know. Just, I think my mom's a really good person in a lot of ways, but she's always like, she's just really under his control. And everything in that house was always what he wanted. Yeah. So it was like when I was going to go to college, he was like, what, it's a waste of time. Why would you go to college? You just go to the community college. And I was like, well, I want to be... Like, I want to be a painter, and community college is, like, useless. You need a four-year degree. Yeah. You need a bachelor's degree to get into a master's program. Like, you can't get anywhere without a master's degree. And so I just, like, applied without them knowing and then stole bus money from them to take the bus there. Yeah. But I don't know. Is your mom and your dad still together? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that hard for you? It's, I like, it got to a point, I stopped talking to my dad. And my mom was really mad for a long time. And for years and years, like, she would try to talk to me about him. And I would just like, put my hands over my ears and start screaming. And I would like, take my hands off my ears and she would still be talking about him and I would put my hands over my ears and start screaming and she would be like well if you're going to be hysterical there's nothing we can do and I would be like I've told you if you want to have a relationship with me we can't talk about him and like she'll still sometimes be like well we're having some struggles here someone's in the hospital and I'm like is it Nick? Is he dying? Because I only want to hear about him when he's dead I feel the same way I think that's hard though Um, because if you do respect your mom even a little bit to know that in my like maybe you don't feel like this but I would feel like the person that gave birth to you is choosing someone that fucking fucked you over yeah (laughs) over you and the reality is like I don't know if I was a mom and I found out like that was happening to my daughter I'd fucking break some necks like that is not cool like that I don't know, to keep someone in your life, it's like, you know, like, that makes me hurt. Like, it breaks my heart, because it's like, I don't know. 
I like to joke with people. It's like, I don't have daddy issues. I've got mommy issues. Like, I don't know if you do this, but, like, I'll look at older women, and if they've got qualities that I would have wanted in a mom, I instantly feel this weird need to impress them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. super yeah. good, and to be yeah. like, look at me, like, love me, will you adopt me, kind of thing. Like, yeah. I hate it, but it's like... I'm it's like that weird. with older men. Yeah. I do that For older... sure. Or men who are just, like, because my dad's really young. Yeah. Uh, so, like, sometimes it's just, like, men who are my teacher yeah. or something. Like, men who are in some sort of position... Of like authority, like relatively to relatives of me. Yeah, yeah. I had an older sister who, from my mom's first marriage, who was living with us, uh, and then when she moved out, that's when my dad started abusing me, because he had more access. Because she was like sleeping in my room with me. Anyway, but like, whenever I meet like a woman who reminds me of her, I'm like, oh, you know, like you came back. <laughs> It's hard. It's really stupid. It's not. It, it's, like, it's weird. Like, anyone that reminds me of Mara out here, like, I instantly, like, the first time I went to treatment, there was a lady that, like, she, oh, my God. I don't know if she still lives in St. Louis. God, I should, like, find her. Shit. All right. Um, But she is super good and, like, creative and, like, paints like she is also a painter and her art's really fucking good um she was so loving and kind the only reason why she was in like this eating disorder treatment is she was like diabetic and like wasn't feeding her body properly and came in to like figure out how to do that Mm um and i instantly attached myself to her without trying to she left before I did, and I broke down. Like, I cried like a baby. Like, I could not. The yeah. idea of, like, her leaving, like, broke me. It was like, but I need you. Like, it was yeah. a weird Matilda kind of thing. Of, like, why can't you just be my mom? Like, you were, and I would tell her, like, you're going to be a fucking good mom. Like, I know you're not mom right now, but you're going to be an amazing mom. <laughs> um, I don't know, it's just, it's hard, and, like, I hate that I do that. I also have a weird thing, like, with big black ladies. And I think it's, like, the comfort of, like, this is weird. This is really weird. But ladies who have big boobs and who are curvier, I'm instantly, like, will you just hug me? Yeah. Can I, like, just rest my head there, please? And it's a nurture thing. I know it's completely nurture because I didn't Mm. have that as a kid. Like, those defining years, like, being held like that, like, Everyone needs to be held like that. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Like, it's, like, kind of in my head. I'm like, this is fucking weird. It's not that weird, though. It's not that weird. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it. It's just not something that um, you're, like, allowed to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, society says it's weird, but it's not. Or, Or society wants to make it really sexual. Yeah. And it's like it's not even the case. Like it's not that. It's like it's yeah. just a sense of like safety or something. Comfort, comfort. comfort. safety. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's like um maybe it's like that with ladies and ladies, but like dudes through dudes like the rest of their head there because it's like a nurture thing. Like when it's when you're intimate or in a relationship and you're like that is like a sense of like comfort. Yeah. You know. If you've been like 
called as a kid or like breastfed it's like I don't know I just I think it's nice to rest your head on somebody else's chest and like I I mean I'm not gonna say their gender doesn't matter because there's a lot of like things that we associate with people's gender and people's bodies and stuff but like also like people's it's nice it's just nice their heartbeat's right there and it's warm Mm-hmm. And it remind it has to remind you in some way of like being held as a child, and I just think it's it's nice for like a lot of people. Yeah. It's not it's not weird, and it and it's not it's not it, I'm not saying that it couldn't be, but it, it's not like definitely like a, a, like exclusively sexual, yeah. an exclusively sexual thing. Not even probably mostly. It also they've done studies, and it literally re- releases like reward. Like chemicals in chemicals your brain. Chemicals in your brain yeah. to like hug another person. I like hugging. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> I like hugging. <laughs> Some people. I like hugging. I don't know. There's a lot of creeps. Yeah, um, I used to not be very into like physical touch. Um, for a moment, I did think I was like asexual because I'm not like, uh, I. Honestly, I don't masturbate. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I've never tried it, but I don't because to me it just feels weird. Um, when I was a kid, because of that sexual abuse, though, like there was a couple times where it, like I'd be caught like kind of rubbing like an object against me because like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was still dealing with that trauma shit. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, it was like I'm not like a horny teenager. I just don't. In fact, when people look at me a certain way, it made me feel really uncomfortable. It made me feel gross. Like, I would not wear, like, dresses in the moments I would. Like, I had a lot of dude friends because I felt like I could relate with dudes a little bit easier. Um, As soon as, like, skin was shown and I saw that they would look at me a different way, I would, like, take a coat and, like, cover myself. Like, I felt gross. Like, yeah. it felt like I was doing something wrong. Like, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, another reason with, like, uh, the eating store definitely plays in, like, uh, not having a period, not having, like, hips or boobs. Yeah. Any kind of female form, like, it felt nice. It's Because, yeah, like, you yeah. aren't drawing attention in that kind of way. Exactly. Like, it's a different way of, like, oh, okay, this is weird and gross, or it's just, like, you need help. Not, I want to fuck you kind of thing, or looking at you in a different kind of way, and it was like, cool, this is great, like, that's fucking awesome, to not feel weird. I don't like wearing bras for that moment, like, I'm small chested, but whenever I wear a bra, it, like, accentuate things that I don't like seeing, and I feel weird and alien towards it, it's like, this isn't me, people look at you different, it draws more attention to you. I don't know, I thought I'd never have sex. I thought the first time I ever had sex, like, on my account, like, when it was my choice, that I was going to freak out. The reality of it was completely detached. I was like, cool, I don't want to, like, see you ever again. Like, that was nice, I guess. Um, I've literally never had consensual sex with anyone ever in my life. Really? Yeah, and I'm 28. I just, like, can't do it. I don't know. This guy tried to hold my hand once in uh, freshman year of high school, and I screamed in his face and ran away from him. Like, pulled my hand away and, like, screamed and pulled my hand away and ran away and, like, didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. 
Um, I also dated that guy. <laughs> this was a, actually this was yeah, a thing this that was we a did. Thing that we did. Where somebody would be into Bailey. Whenever anybody, I actually kind of dated that guy, and then he dated you. Well, no, it was it was me first. Well, what's important is that we all survived. Good job, us. Yeah. Yay! Good job, everybody. Uh, when you mentioned being uncomfortable with like anatomy and uh, a sense of like that kind of stuff, I dropped several of my health classes in high school because I'd much rather learn about the Holocaust and like death and shit, um, war history, um, and because like even those diagrams of like the penis or the vagina oh, that God. they throw yeah. in my books, I'd like can't look at it. Nope. And I knew my parents would go through my backpack, go through my backpack every day and, like, make sure I wasn't, like, on drugs. And my mom would be like, you're on drugs. Your grades are shitty. And it's like, no, I'm depressed and I feel like shit. And I don't want to do anything because it doesn't matter. I'm being horribly, um, horribly abused. Yeah, it's of like, course you're I'm creating this. Well. Like, uh-huh. what the fuck? But it's still my fault somehow. Everything is my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, no matter what you do. You're being abused. No, no matter what yeah. you do, it's yeah. your fault. Yeah. Um, the whole, it, just, I use humor to deflect. So... Like, I'm very perverted in, like, my brain, and I've worked a lot of kitchens, so, like, kind of have, like, that dude brain sometimes, and, like, my humor is really shitty. But, uh, yeah, it would make me uncomfortable as fuck. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even take that health class where you, like, pretend to be pregnant kind of thing and take care of a child, because in my brain, it, like, instantly brought up memories, and I went to counselor, and I was like, I can't take this, like, I filled out for Holocaust class. This is why I can't take this. It's bringing up trauma. Yeah. And she was like, as soon as you say certain words to, like, a high school counselor, they're like, okay, cool, done talking. Like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, get out of my room. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's weird. Um, yes, you're good. Things you have to, like, shut off and stuff. And, like, I still deal with, like, because of the things I've gone through. It's affected, like, any relationship. Like, my longest was a year. And then my second was, like, six months. But, like, sex, it's, like... I'm not a person that goes out and, like, looks for it. I can't do hookup culture. I can't. Like, I can find... I find a lot of people fucking attractive. I do. Like, females and men. But I've never, like... I'm not like, ooh, you're attractive. Let me have sex with you. Yeah. No, it takes, like, a lot. Like, I call it a look. It's, like, a physical look. That... If you can be across the room from me and that look actually does something to my body, because I never, like, I feel numb in my own body. Yeah. So it's like, maybe I should get, like, something checked out. Maybe it's because of my thyroid. Maybe because of, like, my hormones. Or maybe it's because I shut my body off. I shut my body off at a very young age. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's weird. Like, relationships are like, oh, you don't do this. Or you've never... That's yeah. never, and it's like, yeah. There's a lot no. of judgment. It's really hard. Yeah. Actually, yeah. No, I don't, I used to, um, I actually used to be, I don't know. Like, was I promiscuous? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what that means. I don't know. I was, um, like a, like a person, I used to think that I was like just fairly comfortable with my sexuality, but I don't know that that's true. I think it was a little bit of like a, I don't know. I don't know. I would have sex with my friends, like, a lot. Yeah. I'd have sex with, like, 
a lot of the people that I felt really affectionate towards. And, I mean, it really just seemed like a natural sort of... Ex- it didn't even really seem all that, like, sexual in some ways. Yeah. It, I don't know if that makes sense, but... Um, but it was fun and affectionate and, like, really nice in... Uh, and I kind of miss it, but then in college I, like, also, like, was, like, raped um, by somebody that I trusted. Yeah. And then, uh, tried to, like, sort of, like, date and have sex for a couple years, and then it was... After the rape? After, yeah. But I realized that I, it wasn't, like, working... Well, I wasn't really, like, I didn't really, like, I was, like, it took me a long time to be, like, oh, that was, that was rape. Because it was like, uh, I said no, and then she tried to change my mind about it. And then you were... And then I said yes. Yeah. To not hurt her feelings, sort of. Well, because it was going to happen anyway. And it was, I felt, yeah, no, I mean, she was in, like, I, she was staying, coming to stay with me, and like, she was going to stay in my bed. I wasn't going to kick her out. She was from out of town, and I only had the one dorm bed. I don't, I don't know. I, uh... It's that self-pleasing thing you had told me about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think that she, well, actually, I think that I was kind of concerned that she would be mad at me. I don't know. She kind of reminded me of my dad, which at the time, like, I didn't, I wasn't, I hadn't, um, yeah, so that sucked. And then I stopped having sex, and I stopped dating. And people are still, like, people really, like, push that. Like, they're, like, I... Have told a coworker of ours like several times that I am not interested in like dating or having sex anymore these days, and he keeps like flirting with me. I'll yeah. tell you later. Um, but like, wait, what's your survivor tip this week? Me? Or yeah, Jessie? you you start. You go first. Uh, shit. Okay. <laughs> That's not one. Yeah. I mean, it could be. Um, Unless shitting makes you feel really good. (laughs) My survivor tip. Oh, I actually have a good tip. It's not necessarily survivor specific, but I think it's really nice. Uh, Keep a tiny pill bottle around with various, um, like, normal medicines that you need to that are really nice to not like it's if you don't have like if you're getting a migraine and you don't have any migraine medicine you're gonna be out for a long time like uh, that's horrible i always have migraine medicine and allergy medicine and if you take meds regularly and you're gonna you there's any potential that you might stay overnight somewhere or you might not or you just need them around just in case also, or if you run out, then you're like, oh, wait, no, I have a backup one in this. Like, I keep a, like, a day. I When I was taking um, meds, like, daily, like, meds for depression, I would keep, like, a day or two's worth of pills in this little pill box, along with some ibuprofen and some Excedrin. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So that's what I, that's my survivor tip this week. Be cool. This bi week. That's an awesome tip. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> What's your tip? Um, who are we going My next? My tip this week <laughs> is um, if you're really struggling with, like, holding something in your mind, 
something I do is like I'll take lipstick and write it on my bathroom mirror or I'll leave myself like little sticky notes everywhere that's just like do your yoga routine or you're amazing or I love you and like it's kind of like doesn't seem like it's working and then it actually like starts to work I don't know you see it all the time and you like read it out loud to yourself and it's like you're telling it to yourself when you read it even if you start like not seeing it yeah and then if you start not seeing them like move them around or write yourself new ones or something so they're like jumping out at you again it's my survivor tip this week that's a really good one um dang okay um um I don't know if it's a survivor tip, but, it, like, for a tip as, like, anxiety goes, um, I chew a lot of gum. That's not for everyone. Some people smoke. I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people have a tendency, what anxiety does is it causes a fight or flight reaction, and that's why you get, like, this built-up adrenaline almost, and most people like to, like, okay, I'm going to hide because that's what I'm used to and I don't want people to see me in this moment. Like, I recommend don't doing that. Like, go walk. Go walk around somewhere. Like, move. Go do something. This is the time to, like, clean your fucking house Um, because it causes you to, like, exert that energy that you're dealing with. Um, Breathing actually helps, uh, especially when you're stressed out or when, like, something does trigger you or in the moment you like if you're used to bottling up those feelings and you don't want to feel those feelings and you feel them coming up because someone's like triggered something and you're like oh you're about to freak out breathe fucking breathe um also it's okay to ask someone for a hug (laughs) that is okay even it's even if it's some random person and uh it helps a lot that's my tip. Tips. Those are awesome tips. They're great tips. Thanks. Used the hug one before. <laughs> there was some guy in college that I I didn't know that well. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, so I don't know you that well, but um, I'm having a really shitty day. I didn't I didn't know anybody like yeah. around that was like around. So I saw him in the dining hall. I was like, oh, I'm having a really shitty day. I don't know you that well. Kind of hug. He was like, oh. Sure, of course, and he gave me a really nice hug. Oh, that's like the best thing. <laughs> that's good. It's really good. Oliver asks me for hugs all the time, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, no, you, you like come and like it. you buy a giant body pillow. You're like, here, like the no, body pillow. Bailey with the hugs arms. me all the time. Stop hugging me. <laughs> or lets me hug her. Like, I do we say hug no. each other. I am we... like now sometimes though. I mean, like sometimes now. you can't. Like bodily autonomy is important. Sometimes you don't want to be touched, and I yeah. get that. I if you're both it. survivors, like, you have to, you know, be able to, like... Support the other person? Yeah, be, and, like, respect each other's, like, space. Yeah. Yeah. Be gentle. Yeah. yeah. With each other and Patience is key, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the immortal words of Audre Lorde... Your silence will not... Wait, no. Wait. There's a war there's going a... on. Listeners, there's a war going on. No, survivors. Oh, survivors. We call the people that listen to the podcast survivors. Okay. So, and this is our outro, so we say survivors... You could say, you could be like, you survivors, there's a war going on. Yeah. 
And then we'll do the next part. Start us off. Okay. Uh, Wait, what is it? Survivors, Survivors, there's there's a war war going on. on. Okay. Survivors, there's a war going on. And in the immortal words of Audre Lorde. Your silence will not protect you. She is. So who are we voting off the island this week? Raise your hand if you want Oliver off the island. Um, Okay. I'm set now. Raise your hand if you want Bailey off the island. Raise your hand if you want Jesse off the island. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. You can't vote for yourself. Oliver's off the island. I guess so. Again. Again, Again, Oliver is off the island. Two weeks in a row. (laughs) Damn. Did we vote you off the island last week? I don't remember. Yes, we did. Is there life outside the island? No. Yeah, if it's like regular life. Regular life? You're not a survivor anymore. Nothing nothing ever happened to you, right? Nothing that bad. (laughs) Damn, boring. Well, that sounds nice. (laughs) I guess. I don't know what it would be. You're one of the like the shiny people. The shiny people. That's how I used to think about people that were like not being abused when I was a kid. I was like, oh, they're so clean and like their teeth are good and their hair is like somebody does their hair and they have like white clothes because somebody puts bleach in their clothes. So it's like they're like the shiny people. Damn. You should paint that. (laughs) I do. Oh, yeah. You are always painting the shiny people. Yeah, I'm always painting the shiny people. You, but sometimes the shiny people are being abused. Yeah, I don't know. It's anyway. complicated. It's a complicated world. Yeah. Very complicated. Anyway, now you get to go be a shiny person. Hooray. Yeah. Hey, tell me what it's like. Yeah. You got any advice? It's sparkly. Garyos is a red out here. <laughs> That's a Pokemon joke. <laughs> Bye, survivors. Bye. Bye. Adios.